0: and thank you for joining me. I'm Susie Bruff, the Head of Business Development and you are going to be listening to another episode in the Premier Fitness podcast series. I'm delighted to have with me today Joe Little, um, who runs a company called Mojo Life. And we will be discussing women's health and physical activity from 40 onwards. Joe, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. Good morning Susie.
1: Thank you very much for having me on this morning.
0: Well, I'm absolutely delighted. Um, And this is going to be a really cool subject for us to be speaking about because we are both of a similar age. And we've both been discussing how important it is for women to be looking after themselves, um, and generally looking inwards, um, and making sure that you know, they are as physically fit as they possibly can be. So you are really an expert in this field. Um, But before we um, talk about that any further, could you just give me a little bit of background about yourself, please?
1: Yeah, no, of course. Yes, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I'm Jo, um, and my business, as you said, is Major Life in Winchester. And um, I trained as a personal trainer um, with Premier Global. Um, it was back in 2016, actually, um, which, yeah, it's five years ago now. So it for me, it was a career change. Um, I suppose a relatively late one, if you like. I was 48 when I decided that I was going to train as a personal trainer. Um, prior to having my children, I'd been working in human resources, um, and it was that point in, you know, where my kids were at school and I was thinking, what am I going to do? And I've, I've always had an interest and I've in, you know, activity, um, exercise. Um, I've always loved, you know, getting in the outdoors, doing stuff, a bit of cycling, you know, a bit of this, bit of that. Um, and I was I, I, it's going to sound really strange, but I just thought, do you know what? I think I actually want to get into the fitness um, industry. Um, and I had a couple of friends who were personal trainers and I was looking at them watching them thinking, I think I could do that. Um, and I suppose just backtracking slightly, I, I've got three children and I, I didn't fare particularly well, if I'm honest, with pregnancy um, and childbirth and I had to work really hard after number three um, to get back in, in shape physically. And, and I didn't particularly love the way I looked, I didn't feel particularly great. Um, and it was exercise that I turned to, to really kind of get me out, um, get me out of that kind of, not whole, but out of that sort of space that I was in. So actually, after I had my third, um, third child, I decided I was going to take up running seriously. As um, uh, serious as you can be. Um, no, I decided I was going to take up running and I was going to train for a half marathon. But obviously with a baby, it was quite tricksy. So I got a running buggy. And I trained for my first half marathon with my poor son in the running buggy. Um did a little mileage with him. Yeah, it was really I mean, I'm, honestly, this is terrible. I mean he was sixth once. <laughs> um, but no, he was great. He was great. Did <laughs> you <He> keep going? I <laughs> just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. So that, that was kind of you know me thinking actually, do you know what? Exercise is going to be good for me. Um, I love it. I love the buzz that I get from it, and I want to I want to change. I kind of wanted to change my post-baby body, if you like. Um, so I started really getting serious about, um, uh, you know, going to some classes at a local um, uh, sports store. Actually, they were doing some classes, um, you know, strength training classes. That's sort the of thing. And I got really quite serious about that. And I did a boot camp with um, who now is a friend of mine. Um, And that's where I started really getting the feel for, you know, fitness, exercise, I wanted to do it. And then I just, I think Premier were um, offering um, and had an offer on doing your level two, level three. And I said to my husband, can I do,
0: I want to do this. And he said, go for it. So I did. Um, Wonderful. I think if I can just sort of cut in there, um, Jo, I think you've mentioned some really relatable things Firstly, the fact that you've changed your well. Firstly, the fact that you you know you were you know a busy working mum. You know, um, whether you're a busy working mum or a you know busy working dad, it's really hard to do the two. Um, you decided to change your career, which is a massive step. Um, but you know, you're living proof that actually that can be done, and you can actually go from having a career, even if you like your career, but you want to. You think actually I really want to follow my passion. Um, that it is possible. And what I think is just great about you is the fact that you decided to do this at 48. And we get so many people say to us, Oh, well, I'm just too old. And and you know, I've spoken to men and to women. And I'm like, No, you're not. Why would you think that at the end of the day? Because actually, what you can bring to a client or to a gym or, or to whatever you want to do, is you can bring life experience, you can bring all sorts of skills that potentially a younger person wouldn't have. So good on you. I think that's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And also, yeah, look, I was gonna say, and also now you've also managed to, from a personal perspective, kind of conquer what you wanted to do from your own physical appearance. You know, if you weren't happy, you were able to kind of do something about it, which is really good. And exercise, as we all know, plays a really important part, not only in your physical well-being but also your mental well-being so yeah absolutely uh inspirational so you've got qualified you've decided to um train with us which we were absolutely delighted with of course um what was the next step for you at what point did you think right I'm actually going to set up my own business because a lot of people would um get qualified and go and work in a gym for instance so so how how did how did uh, setting your business come about
1: Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And actually, just to pick up just one thing on your point about age, if I'm really honest, um, Susie, I I really didn't think about my age. Um, I'm really honest about that, actually, because I really didn't think think about my age at all. Um, And (laughs) suddenly it creeps up on you, and now I'm, what, 53? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm 53. But, you know, age really doesn't factor for me particularly. um, And that's one of the things that I'm really kind of keen to Get over to women, sort of share with women, particularly, you know, whether it be, you know, thinking about career change, what else can you do in your life, but also in terms of, you know, activity and exercise. Yes, we might have to change, you know, tweak the way we exercise, but it doesn't mean, you you know, you don't hit 50 and then sit down and do nothing. Absolutely not. So when I, yeah, why did I um, decide not to decide rather to set up my own business? It was, I I kind of had that that idea in my head right from the word go. I've been, you know, I've been, you know, I've had various gym memberships over the years, you know, um, and if I'm honest, the kind of gym environment for me personally doesn't excite me. Um, I'm very much more motivated by um, well, one being outdoors, um, doing things. I, you know, I love physical activity outdoors, but two, I quite like small group environments, and I realised that when I started getting back into shape after child number three, I realised that actually I quite like the small group environment. Um, and I think for a lot of women, um, particularly in their 40s and um, 50s, who may be for various reasons, which I'm sure they'll come on to, you, know, you start to lose confidence, you've got things going on in, on your body, you're not quite sure what's going on. And actually, the last thing you want to do is go to a gym, be in front of loads and loads of people, or go to a class where you've got hundreds and hundreds of people, not hundreds, but you know what I mean, you know, lots of people there. That's The last thing you want to do, so I decided that I from right from the way go, when I sort of had to do my business case, the business module, I very much um, did my work then around okay, where do I live? You know, what is the demographic? What, 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 where do I think I would be successful? You know, and I, I did do the postnatal course with um, after I had done my you know level two, level three, and I then did the postnatal course with Premier. And then I just sort of took a step back and thought, actually, do you know what? I'm out of that, 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 that group now. Um, my kids are not babies. I'm not having any more babies. Um, and actually, I think I have now got, even in my own sort of circles with the school-age mums that I was with, I have got a target market there of, of women who, you know, are out of that childbirth, you know, child, you know little toddler age bracket, yeah. um, older kids who want to exercise, who don't know what to do, wouldn't naturally gravitate to a gym, um, and I think I can offer them something. So I started, um, we were doing some work in our house, actually, and I started in my kitchen um, doing sort of one-to-one, just you know two-to-one, that sort of thing. And then we've actually put on, um, we've got a, a room on the side of the house, which I use as a studio. So I started then doing small group work in my studio, and I could only have up to six people in the studio. It is small obviously that's less now um, with social distancing but you know I I I then built my my little business you know it's a small business but a small business working out this studio but I also um and I mentioned I love being outdoors so I'm a local run shop so I I do you know I kept I've kept my running going I do run and a local sports shop asked me if I would set up a run group for them which I did um and I i did that for two years, three years maybe, um, during which time I seemed to be injured a lot of the time. So ended up being on my bike while everyone else was running. Um, but I thought I'm not gonna stop it, I'm not gonna stop it. And actually, interestingly, the people that gravitated to that were women in my sort of um target market anyway. Um yeah. so you know, it kind of had to go on its on its own legs. But that was fantastic, fantastic as well. So yeah, that you know, that was why I I as I say, I didn't really have. Bizarrely, I just thought I could come off this training course and I could just fly as a personal trainer. I mean it's not quite as easy as that as I've realised, but I just decided that's what I was going to do. And also it worked. I was then in control of my working hours. Um, I could run my family life around my business um and dogs and various other things. So, you know, it
0: I kind of made it work, I've made it work for me. And I think that's really important thing that you raise there, because um, having your own business isn't going to be for everybody. And some people will want to go and work for an operator because they will want that security, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if you are going to work for yourself, and have your own business, then one of the great benefits of doing so is the fact that, you know, you can pick and choose your hours, which is just... I guess it must be almost kind of enlightening for somebody that has previously worked in a, you know, a nine to five role where you know you have to kind of stick to rules and things. So um, definitely some, something for people to consider as being one of the benefits. So yeah. Joe, how was how has the last year been for you? Because it's it's been goodness me a challenge and a half. Um, I mean you know the fitness sector you know, we see it every day the fact that you know operators are struggling it's a challenge to get people back to the gyms um so you know how how has it been for you yeah well
1: gosh it's been a right old roller coaster hasn't it and um you know the business side aside you know I've then had my kids at home um homeschooling my youngest and um the older two have been doing GCSEs and A levels over the last two years. So it's um, been a roller coaster, I would say. But yeah, from a business perspective, um, so first lockdown, I just took my business straight online. Um, and I decided that I was just going to focus on group classes. That's what I was going to do via Zoom. Um, 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 and that, 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 that was it, really. And I kind of made that decision because I knew that managing the house, the family, plus homeschooling, um, you know, I had to be realistic in terms of what I could actually physically manage. So I took all my classes online um, and it was really, that first lockdown was absolutely, it was great because people were so eager just to keep some sort of routine going or if they were bit, had been a little bit flaky over routine, they were there at all the Zoom classes. Um, and I really kept it to, to start with, I really kept it to a mix of sort of strength and cardio. Um And I have to say, the most popular classes have proven to be the ones where we drag the weights out um, and we start doing strength work. And that that really has been the most popular popular class. And I ended up doing, because it's been so hard to get weights as well, so I ended up having, I found a source for um, weights and ended up ordering weights for my clients. Um, Yeah them they wanted heavy you know we were like okay girls are we ready to go up a weight do we need to go up to you know where are we going now are we have five kilograms six kilograms you know where are we at so I really got people um, kept people on board through that um, as soon as we were able to do a bit of outdoor last summer I got people outdoors into the local park obviously within the guidelines um, we did evening bike rides so got people out on their bikes and in, in the evenings as well um, oh god we have various challenges going on and I also did. An, um, I had a period where I did a, a nutrition newsletter. Um, so we were covering different nutrition topics each you know, each week that I would send out to people. So I just really tried to just keep, sort of galvanise everyone just to keep active, keep going and challenge themselves as well. I think our, our favourite, well, I don't know, my high point in the first lockdown was the burpee challenge, which was absolutely hilarious. But, um, uh, you know, it's amazing how many burpees a midlife woman can push out if there's a problem. Yes. Yeah, not, not, not <laughs> something that I would particularly uh, want yeah, to do. <laughs> definitely not. But we also, you know, we did a fundraiser as well. So, you know, this February, where everyone was feeling really quite, you know, low, um, we did Mojo's Miles. So just set everyone a challenge to clock up as many miles as you can in um, February, whether it be walking, running, um, you know, whatever it is, get active. Um, and we raised about £500 for a local charity. So that was really good, you know. I think for me, um, I've managed to keep my business um, going. Um, I've taken my business um, online. Um, I also launched a new website. I think that was during the first first lockdown, and actually that proved to be a game changer for me because it means everyone can book their classes through the website. Um, and you know, I've kind of you know, when when we've been able to meet, I've taken people outdoors. I'm just starting to get people back into my studio, but only in twos because I have to be very careful with obviously the distancing. Um, but it's very much a hybrid offer that I'm going to now. So it's that mix of in-person and online because you know there are people who actually just really love the convenience of online and they're really not bothered if they don't see me face to face, which is absolutely fine. Um, so it's getting, it's, I'm, I'm at the moment trying to find my way what is this middle ground going to be? And that's kind of where I'm at, um,
0: you know, with us at the
1: moment.
0: Uh, that's, well, Joe, you sound like Wonder Woman, to be honest with you. It's like, you know, you've been homeschooling, you've been running a business, um, you know, I presume looking after the house, doing all the things that, you know, a, a, a mum would do. So you just you just sound, um, so you've really kind of got everything together. And I think what is really important here, just for everybody listening to kind of remember is is that I'm sure that there were many many personal trainers and many fitness enthusiasts in terms of teachers that thought you know what I I just can't take my business online I'm not I don't feel confident enough to do so and you know it's about taking that leap of faith isn't it because if you've got great relationships with your clients they will follow you you know they will follow you because they want that they want that interaction they want that guidance from you and you know what people are quite forgiving in terms of if you know maybe the sound isn't quite right or the lighting's not quite right. As long as you have that relationship, people will be bought into you, won't they, Joe? Yeah, no, completely. And also if you've got dogs barking in the background, which I do apologise for this one. No, what this is, you know, this is this is real life, you know? I mean I've been on so many Zoom calls where cats have gone flying across the uh yeah. laptop and things. So, you know, oh, okay. it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. So as well as all of that, you've also um, set up a, a, another business um, called InVigo. So how does that link back with Mojo? Yeah, no. So I've,
1: I've just yeah launched this other business. Um, uh, gosh, I think we launched it back in the autumn. I'm getting lost with time at the moment. But yeah, no, so this, um, the uh, uh, well, now a friend of mine, but a PT um, personal training colleague approached me back in the autumn. She also um, lives, you know, in Winchester and works with women in the similar, um, well, same age bracket to me, really. And we've both done um, a, a course on, um, on supporting women in midlife in this particular, in our, in our target market age bracket. Um, and she was wondering what to do next with with that, and I was also thinking about how do I take my business forward? How do I because this whole online business is here to stay, and we kind of felt that there was a market for really taking um, taking our offering to midlife women online as well as to our local you know local catchment. So we um, we've launched this, uh, this yeah this um, new business called Invigor. Um, And it's an it's an online offering. So it's basically um, a um, online strength training program for midlife women. But alongside that, we run a whole piece around perimenopause and menopause. So it's education on as well. And the reason we've done it like that is because obviously we're personal trainers. So, our, you know, our key skills line, the physical training side of things, um, and strength training, and um, you know, weight programming for women. Um, we are women in that age bracket, and we feel we can really support women in that. But we think it's really, really important that women are educated around the whole you know, gambit of what is this perimenopause, menopause, and how can I? I was reading an article this week, Susan, it was talking about menopause proofing your body. And I think that's exactly it. You know, how can we take women on this journey to menopause proof their body so they get through their 40s and 50s in great shape? And you know, if I'm honest now, if I look back to me in my you know 40s, so I obviously was post-baby, you know, post-baby, but a lot of the symptoms and a lot of the things that I was experiencing in my 40s, when I look back now, they were perimenopause or, or perimenopause symptoms, you know. And, I'm so passionate now, and Nikki and I both are so passionate now, about educating women in their 40s, early 40s, those women who think, who are, you know, don't even maybe haven't even thought about perimenopause or menopause, you know, what is that? But educate now, raise awareness in your 40s, so that when you start to experience some of these weird symptoms <laughs> that start to happen, you you know what it is. And because you've been educated, because you've got awareness, you know what you can do. So kind of premise
0: of of invigor absolutely and do you know what i think it's absolutely vital that we do try and really kind of spread the word on this and it's it's and it's not about being patronizing to women either because i don't know what you feel jay but i feel that you know as a as a woman sometimes i'm kind of expected to be able just to cope with a, a you know a plethora of things and i was out for dinner the other night with my girlfriends and we all started talking about you know being menopausal and you know we all realized that actually you know we all had symptoms of very various kinds and, and every single one of my girlfriends said you know what um we just don't talk, talk about it very much because we're so busy and we're you know with kids or with work or whatever and it's really important isn't it just to kind of as I said at the beginning of this episode for for women in their 40s and 50s to actually just stop for a minute and think right okay need to concentrate on myself at the moment because if I want to be able to carry on being the best person I can be for everybody else it has to kind of start from within
1: yeah definitely definitely, Susie I I mean I couldn't agree more with that because I mean if you think about the number of roles that you know women you know and you know we are focusing on women so women in you know midlife have you know we can be wife we can be mother we can be partner we can be daughter we can be caregiver we might be working and actually 70 percent of women in their 50s work you know so To maintain our friendships and we might have leadership positions we've got so much going on and then you throw into that some changes start happening in our bodies and my lord it upsets the apple cart <laughs> so absolutely we have to start taking ourselves and our health seriously because you know we can't support others um whether it be our children our partner you know work if we're not in good shape ourselves and if we're just going from one day to the next, just trying to get through the day, trying to get to the evening when, oh, right, I am just gonna have that glass of wine, congratulate myself on getting to the evening again, sleep badly, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then get up the next day and go, oh gosh, I've got to start all over again. You know, we're not going to be any use to anybody. So I think we have to really step back, think about or understand, find out what's going on, talk to our friends, absolutely. And I think you're right, you know, it's swept under the carpet. Um, and we shouldn't be embarrassed about talking about what is actually physically going on in on in
0: our lives, you know. If, absolutely, our- yeah, absolutely. And and Jane, you know, I've definitely been that person just trying to get through the day, and you know, a glass one even might I've done it right next. You know, absolutely. Um, so look, this is really important. So not everybody will understand, and recognise what potentially are some of the symptoms of um you know the beginnings of the menopause. So please enlighten us, Joe, as, as, as to what some of those symptoms might be and just taking into account that neither of us are clinicians. Um, but we are women that are, you know, are going through the process um, and we just want to kind of share potentially, you know, what could be ha- what could be happening if you are um you know going through the menopause, please, Joe. Yeah, no, of course. No, and actually,
1: Susie, that's really key because I do um we do stress that at the beginning of our programme. Nikki and I are personal trainers, that's our qualification. Um, I've got a nutrition qualification as well, but we are not medically trained. So we are sharing um what we what we have um you know learnt about research. But on on the on the programme that we do as well, we do swing in specialists, um, you know, a doctor, a nutritionist, etc., to talk, you know, some okay. things. But okay. yeah, so, you know, what are the main senses? So So the big thing that happens to to women, and it can start, you know, it can even start in mid-30s, but, you know, generally, you know, early to mid-40s, your your progesterone um, and estrogen starts to do wacky things. So you've got massively fluctuating um, hormones. And actually, progesterone can be the one that takes the first big dip, so you become really quite estrogen dominant. Um, and which can lead to many of the symptoms of the perimenopause. So it's really important to bear in mind that that is physically happening in your body, and oestrogen has a major, major part to play in so many of the physical things that go on in our bodies on a day-to-day basis, not just the reproductive you know, system that we um, we think about. So you, know, you might start to experience things like poor sleep, uh, brain fog, aching joints, Hot flushes, you know, the hot flushes that everyone talks about, Um, mood swings, fatigue, you know, you just get tired, you really get tired. Um, Weight gain. So, you know, a big thing for women is, you know, in midlife, a lot of women say, I just seem to be putting on weight and I don't really know what's happening. Um, And that, you know, in part is due to low estrogen levels, which lead to metabolic changes in your body. So, what do you do when you've got changes going on? You feel quite low. You might eat more, you might comfort eat, um, and that low estrogen can also lead to sugar cravings and actually just make them more hungry. So, if you're in a low mood, if everything's a bit out of kilter, you just comfort eat, you eat the wrong things. That, in itself, if you're not exercising, um, you know, if you're not getting that revving that metabolism, is going to lead to weight gain. And unfortunately, one of the things that you know that happens is that. Um, because of what's going on in the body, uh, where we store our weight shifts. So we end up storing that weight more around the waist. So that's why women will suddenly go, Lord, what has happened? I've just suddenly carrying huge amounts of much more weight than I would normally carry around my waist. And that is because of what the changes that are happening um, in in your body are going to predispose you to carrying weight, unfortunately, more around um, the middle. So weight gain is a really, really big, you know, big thing for for women, and it's really important to get a handle on because, you know, Susie, as we know that if you've, you know, waist waist measurements can be a real, you know, indicator of, um, you know, your risk factor for, um, you know, or a warning sign really for, you know, diseases in um, later, later yeah. life. We really need to be careful about that. Um, so alongside those symptoms, you then you got the uh, fluctuating hormones. Um, you've got that increasing, you know, weight gain. The other two things to really think about are what's happening with your bone density. So your bone density, um, you know, starts to decrease. So we reach peak bone mass in our early 20s. Um, and then bone loss overtakes that bone, you know, that bone building. And that accelerates at midlife, especially for menopausal women, because your levels of protective protective oestrogen are declining so this is where weight weight bearing activity rather is really really crucial and then the other big thing is your muscle mass will start to decrease so we we, we lose muscle mass at the rate of three to five percent per decade after the age of 30 so unless we really do anything about it um you know we we just we're just not going to be as strong for one, you know, as we have been, you know, and, and we I for one, I don't want to be a little old lady, um, you know, in my fifties that can't, you know, sixties rather that can't, you know, that can't bend down and pick anything up off the floor. Um, you know, so it's really important to maintain that lean muscle mass just for, you know, for strength and being able to function, but also because that's going to really help your metabolism and help with, you know, maintaining a good weight for you because muscle burns more calories than, than fat so you know there's lots of in, interlinking things going on on here but those are sort of the key things that start to happen around that kind of 40s perimenopausal um, uh, age in terms of symptoms and then more broader what's happening in midlife
0: around bone density um, you know muscle lean muscle mass etc. Um, yeah I mean that does kind of sound like a, a shed load of things that could be Happening there, and, and I know from uh, my experience and from my friends' experience, and um, you know, with um, with what we were discussing, also a massive symptom has been um, for us is anxiety, yeah, um, heart palpitations, yeah, and also lack of confidence, yes. Um, and I think it's really important just to kind of reiterate that. So for me. I have never had night sweats, so I just totally didn't even think about the menopause at all. Didn't even think about it. Um, but actually when we've just discussed everything else, I've got every other symptom. But because I didn't have night sweats, I'm yeah. like and also I think as well, some women may be a little bit like, well, I'm 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 old enough to be going through menopause, so no, yeah. no. I mean that's certainly for me as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. No, no, I'm not old enough for that yet. And then, uh, you know, I've got, I've got a girlfriend who's a nurse. And when I was talking to her about it, she was like, "Susie, uh, you've just turned forty-eight. You are more than old enough." (laughs) You are going through metaphors, my dear. And I was like, "Oh no!" (laughs) But look, it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom, does it? It's about recognizing these symptoms and taking action because you know there are lots and lots of things that we can do. So. You've said that actually focusing on strength training is really important. So, what does that mean for somebody that really isn't into their fitness and is thinking, "Wow, okay, strength training, but I haven't got any strength, Joe. How do I even begin?"
1: Yeah, no, and I think you know when we've talked to women um, about you know strength training, um, one of the big things that you know that women you know women will say is, "I don't want to bulk up," um, because I think as soon as you mention strength or weights to people. You know, immediately the pitch that pops into their head is like someone with you know massive muscles, you know, all ripped and everything like that. So that that is that is you know not what we're aiming for. We're aiming for maintaining nice lean muscles, you know, you know that lean muscle mass. And you know, I think we've you know you know just on our program, you know, we've said. To you know, to people at like Nikki and I, you know, we we work out with weights. We use resistance, you know. Um, so, um, and I don't think you would describe us as bulky, um, you know. But you know, so we're not we're not asking you to lift massively heavy weights. It's not you know really hardcore strength training here. This is about using resistance, adding weights to your workout, um, so that you actually, you know, you're you're stressing those muscles, causing those little micro tears in those muscles. So that they, then you build more muscle, okay? So it's about building more muscle and you're not gonna do that. So if you think about it, if we're losing mus- you know, muscle mass at the rate of three to five percent a decade, we've gotta do something to build it. It's not just gonna just happen. So you've gotta put those muscles under some stress. Um, the way I do it in my classes, um, in my Zoom classes, everyone has dumbbells. That's what they have. Um, and you know, depending on what exercise we're doing, um, will depend on what weight they're lifting. Um, and I encourage women to sort of gradually progress, obviously as they get stronger. So if you're coming to one of my classes as a beginner, you know I won't be giving you a ten kilogram weight. You know, you might just start with body weight, and that is resistance in itself. You know, you're putting some um, some you know resistance through those bones, through those muscles. You're going to start to build some strength. Then you add in some weights. You know, at the very beginning of the first lockdown, we have people with baby tins. You know, all that sort of malarkey going on. Um, and then you start to, you know, start to increase that weight. So it's, it's, and I think the one thing that I'm really, um, you know, really keen to say to them is don't be fearful of lifting a weight. Don't be fearful of lifting weight. And actually, since starting to get women back into my studio again, we're doing, you know, small circuits using, you know, weights. So I might get the dumbbells out, the kettlebells out. Um, I might use my TRX. That's all using resistance to challenge you, to challenge those muscles, um, you know, to stimulate bone, bone growth um, as well, um, in a really enjoyable way that is not anything to be, you know, to be to be scared of. So in essence, I suppose in answer to your question, add some dumbbells to your workout. That is what yeah. you need to do. You know, yeah, know. But get the right weights, it is because you know if you you've got to, you know, the last three or four reps of every set have got to be hard. Yeah. If you want to see that, if you want to see that you know, growth in, you know, in your muscles. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's really important just to say that, um, you know, when you are working with um, weights, it's very um, surprising how quickly yeah. you build up your strength. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first started using weights, I I, I was like, well, I, I can't lift that. So we went down and, and, you know, now I can lift probably twice, three, three times. Yes. Really. I started with. And I think it's also important just to point out that when you are weightlifting, um, you continue to burn those calories, don't you? Exactly. Uh, which is really important, which I don't think a lot of people realize. Um, yeah. And I do think that some people have a fear of um bulking up. I mean, I I certainly was one of those pe- people. I I, you know, I'm I'm a tall girl, I'm five, five foot ten, I'm a curvy size 16. And when somebody first said to me about weightlifting, I was like, Do you, goodness me, no, I don't want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they just they just laughed at me and said, Susie, to get like that you'd have to be literally weight training, you know, three times a day, seven days a week, there ba da ba So, you know for anybody out there that is thinking that you will bulk up, you absolutely won't. And and what is great when you're weight training is that all of a sudden, you know, when you when you go wave goodbye to somebody, if you do have bingo wings, they just go. <laughs> you don't, also, you don't have to hold on to your arm underneath your arm anymore. <laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah. really good.
1: Yeah. No. And and I think I think that's so true. You no. Know, and I think you know that's one of the things I you know I, I like about my I say like about my studio, but you know, um, you know, I'm not. Women aren't coming into a gym environment, which for a lot of women, as I have sort of mentioned earlier, can be quite, you know, quite scary. Um, seeing these massive weights around, but I do challenge women with the weights that they're using in their workouts. Um, and having women back in again, you know, now um, the weights that they've been using when I've been, you know, over Zoom, I'm like, you know, you really need to go heavier. And when I see them face to face, and I can talk them through technique, because it is really important. That you know, if you're going to start using weights as part of your, you know, your workout, that your technique is really, really spot on, because yes. if your if your technique is not spot on, you can injure yourself. Which is why we progress up through the weights, you know, in a really progressive way, um, and you gradually overload those muscles, but in a really structured way with good form. Um, now-
0: and I think that's
1: really important to remember, because if you also think about, you know, just what's happening in women's bodies. Um, and a lot of women will, you know, we're, we're not as because of the fluctuating oestrogen, we're not maybe as flexible and as supple as we were, you know. So we do have to be really, really mindful of that um, and sort of, you know, program, you know, programming
0: for women needs to really, really take, you know, take note of that um, as well. Definitely. And and Joe, for anybody else that is listening that is kind of qualified or is looking to get qualified, looking to become a personal trainer, um, What's the market like in terms of the demand for um, looking after and advising and supporting women that are pre-menopausal? Um, I know you've got quite an, an interesting stat on this, haven't you? In terms of like, it's a growing, it's a growing demand, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, menopausal women are the fastest
0: growing demographic
1: in the workforce. Okay, um, and it's estimated that around thirteen million women. Um, are currently peri or menopausal in the UK. So that's a third of the entire UK female population, you know. Mm. So there's a lot of menopausal, perimenopausal women out there. And, you know, I've always said, you know, I mean, even where you know, I live in my local market, you know, there are a lot of trainers. But, you know, I think we all will find our own tribe, you know. So not everyone likes to work out with me. That is fine. I, You know, that is fine. I'm not everyone's cup of tea necessarily. But people, you will find your tribe and there's enough women out there. There's always going to be perimenopausal menopausal women out there um, who are going to need the support, um, you know, of a good trainer who understands what their symptoms are, you know, how they're feeling um you know what you know if they have a hot flush during the middle of you know middle of a session you know that's completely fine completely fine we let it pass and carry on um so yeah i you know i do i do you know do believe that there you know there is a huge market out there um and it's about making um you know strength training um uh perimenopause menopause awareness You know, available to all those women, to all those women. Um, And, you know, I think that is really, really important.
0: And, you know, I think it's, you know,
1: for me, it's kind of less about, I mean, you know, you hear talk about, um, you know, women in the workplace and companies must have menopause policies and all that sort of thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. We should all be aware. And if, you know, someone is struggling, we need to provide support to them. But I absolutely categorically think the priority has to be educating women. In what is perimenopause and menopause, raising awareness of what the symptoms are um, and what they can do to mitigate those symptoms, and then enabling them to take action. You know, so as an employer, if enabling a woman to take action is to allow her to have a week, an hour of a week to do her strength training, then maybe that's what's what needs to happen. Because you know, I do passionately believe that strength training is absolutely vital for women, and I just see it in myself i see the difference in me physically and mentally um, from you know regularly regularly training
0: with with weights absolutely there's something also i think joe there's something quite um amazing when you feel your body becoming stronger i mean i've always been very much into cardiovascular activity so running cycling etc 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 and and you know since I've been using weights and things just to feel like I can pick up stuff I can pick up stuff I couldn't pick up before and I'm thinking oh my goodness me I'm actually strong and I think you know what I'm going to carry this on because when I'm an old lady I want to I want to still be this strong you know I don't want to be worrying about I'm going to fall over and break my hip I don't want that I don't want that in my head I want to still be walking when I'm 70 you know up up really steep hills and and you know doing all sorts of stuff and I won't be able to do that if I don't make sure that I maintain this level of strength that I've got right now um yeah. and it and you know it really is possible so it's really useful information there and I'm sure that people will have found that really, really interesting so with regard to your program have you um run any of your programs yet and if so how have you found it yeah, okay. So, yeah, we have run, we did a pilot program for Inviga, um during
1: this last lockdown, actually. And I should add that Nikki and I had only met in person a couple of times before we actually pulled this whole program together virtually. So, we developed the whole program virtually as well. But, yeah, no, we've run a pilot program, Susie, and we had 71 women sign up for the um, pilot program. Um, and we just marketed that through our just own, net, own networks. Um, so, that was six weeks, um, six-week program. Um, we... Uh, had a, a, a strength workout that we sent on, you know, an online strength workout that was downloaded every week for, for everybody. And then we had a weekly um, webinar on a Tuesday evening covering all of the key topics um, on menopause. Um, and the feedback has been absolutely fantastic, if I'm honest. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, the benefits of strength training, um, you know, I lost inches off my waist, you know, um, one person said to me, and, and someone else said i lost almost 10 centimetres off my waist. And, and I think the over, over kind of whelming response. So, if the people that really stuck with doing the strength training videos three times a week regularly over six weeks was, it did start. They did start to notice a change, um, and not only just strength, but also in inches lost off off certain parts um, of the body. And I think the other things which you know, which I think women really, really found absolutely you know just so helpful was that feeling that they were not alone that they were in a community of women and that things symptoms like you said susie symptoms that you've kind of experienced it's like i'm not going mad these are exactly menopausal symptoms exactly Um, yeah it's people kind of a new kind of lease of life if you like that life doesn't stop when you're 40 or 50 you know that life, life goes on so yeah we've done the pilot and it went really really well um, we're using the feedback to um, develop the program, and we're going to run it again in September. So um, that's amazing.
0: That's amazing, and I just think you're doing such, such an, you know, an incredible and important job about helping um, women. And you know, just from personal experience, when I was actually diagnosed with, you know, going through the menopause, um, you know, without being too personal, I actually burst into tears because I just thought, oh okay yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's what it is because I literally felt as though I you know there was a different person inside of me and just I didn't even recognize myself and you know I just feel so much more confident um etc etc so for anybody that is kind of listening out there thinking gosh I thought well that might be me you know go and go and seek some professional advice go and speak to your doctor there's all sorts of things available to you, um, and it you know, you really might find that life can be so much easier. Um, and just kind of just go and ask for some help, um, and ask for some guidance, yeah. No, Susie, I say life is you should you, we want people to thrive through
1: midlife, not just survive it. And you know, oh, yeah, if like that. that feels they're just surviving, then yeah. you need you do you know, go and speak, you know, speak to somebody, speak to your doctor. Um, you know, research, find, you know, find what, what you need to do, but do it because, you know, we need to thrive. I mean, I I kind of feel like this is the beginning of the next chapter of my life. Yeah, and me too. Don't me you too. think easy? And I, I just kind of, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, you know, in terms of what you were saying
0: about anxiety and feeling low and all of that, you know, if that's how you're feeling, then you don't need to feel like that. No, um, definitely not, definitely not. And Joe, I think we might have just thought of an idea or maybe used other words, but, you know, we could create some tea. Some T-shirts, you know. um, Don't just survive, thrive through your midlife. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely, brilliant. Um, So, what's what's the next steps for you? And um, more importantly, how can we find out a bit more about you? And I think, you know, we may have some listeners that want to contact you for. Um, advice and to attend your classes but also I think we may have some potential budding PTs or qualified PTs who may just want a bit of guidance from you so how do we how do we find out a bit more about you Joe?
1: Yeah sure so yeah I've got a website so I'm um, uh, mojolife.co.uk um, is my website and then I'm on social media as um, at Mojo Life Winchester and in Vigor you can find us on social media at um, at invigor.life. So yeah, no, please no, if anyone wants to get in contact, please do. I mean for me for mojo,'m I'm, I'm going to be working on my blended offering. Um, and I'm also moving my studio down the garden um, at the moment, which is um, a bit of a headache, but it'll it'll happen. it'll happen. Um, and yeah, as I said, we're, we're just working on um, invigor um, and bringing our next program um, to a wider audience hopefully in September.
0: Um, but yes, please, anyone, please do get in contact. Thank you, Joe. It's been, my goodness me, I've just loved speaking to you about something that we both feel uh, very passionate about. Um, thank you for joining me, and no doubt I will catch up soon. I'm even going to come over and see you, I think, because we do live very near each other, so I think I must come over and uh, see you and give me some tips and some uh, guidance. So once again, thank you for joining me, Joe. Great to hear from you, and I'm sure we'll pick up again soon. Um, If anybody wants to make direct contact with me, you can do so at suzy.brough at premierglobal.co.uk. Alternatively, please check out our website. It's www.premierglobal.co.uk. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you all again soon.